Good morning. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who's helped make today possible. To thank you for all the women at our church. I know that what a great day that'll be when we do stand before the Lord and <clears throat> get to have that experience. <clears throat> Lori, that song was beautiful. Thank you. It's a perfect song for all the women here at Zion to be dedicated to them, thanking them for all that they have done, still do, and will continue to do. It's a great song leading into introducing our speaker. I had the privilege of just meeting Lauren this morning, but I've heard a lot about her. <clears throat> She's a junior at Appalachian. She's studying interior design. I thought that was so interesting. She's from right here in Morganton. She attends the Bible, the Bible Gospel Baptist Church in Conley Springs. She's involved in many clubs on campus, but her favorite is her Bible study group called Crew. When Lauren's not with her Bible study group, she's enjoy she enjoys hiking on the Blue Ridge Parkway. She said she enjoys chasing sunsets and looking into God's beautiful creations. She's excited to have opportunities to share the gospel with people both on campus and in other countries. Other countries. She has already been to Haiti through a program called Filters for Hope. So she not only gets the privilege of helping people learn how to get clean water and keep clean water, safe drinking water, but she gets to help spread the gospel as well. She's planning another trip to Cuba this spring. So Lauren, I, before you come up here, I want to thank you for in the few years that you've already been on earth, all you've done. And I know Lord has great things in store for you and what you're gonna do. So here's Miss Lauren Halford. Well, good morning. Thank you guys for having me. It's really loud to me. I hope it's not wearing y'all's ears out. Um, well, as Miss Yancey said, my name is Lauren, and I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to speak to everyone today, and I'm just really excited to be here. Um, so my name is Lauren. I grew up in Morganton. I graduated from Freedom High School in 2016, and then I chose to further my education at Appalachian State. This is my third year there. So um, I also just want to take the time to thank God for saving me and for giving the opportunities that he has. Uh, I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for him. And so whenever I left home, I knew that it was really important for me to find a Christian ministry on campus that I could get involved in and grow my faith and further my education at the same time. So <clears throat> if you want to start the PowerPoint, one of my favorite verses is part of the Great Commission, and in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And I love this because this is really God's message to us that we are responsible for furthering his kingdom. He wants us to go out and share the good news that he has given us and the love that he has shown us. And it's just amazing to me that he didn't have to choose us to do what we do. He wanted to use us. He could do everything that he wants by himself, but he wants to use us in, in that way. So <clears throat> when I was a freshman at Appalachian, I chose to be more involved in CREW. And CREW is a caring community, passionate about connecting people to the love of Jesus Christ. And so we are very active on campus, 
And we have small group Bible studies that meet every week. We have large group Bible study that meets every Thursday. And this community is just amazing. And we always come together and we have such love for each other. And we always are wanting to go out and share the gospel. And Crew has a lot of tools that we use to evangelize on campus. And so we are always trying to get together and find new ways to share the gospel with the people that we meet, the people that might be in our classrooms or we sit with at lunch or might even meet on the bus. Um, so it's a, really, it's a really awesome way to just learn to share your faith in that matter. Crew has, <clears throat> and one of the things that Crew does in their outreach is I've been able to be more involved with a organization called Filter of Hope. And Filter of Hope is a nonprofit organization based out of Alabama, and their mission is to change lives and create hope by providing clean drinking water and sharing the living water of Jesus Christ with families worldwide. And it's been such a blessing being able to be involved in this ministry and see that the work that they're doing in other countries. And not only are they giving water filters to help people have a clean drink of water, but they're also sharing the living water of Jesus Christ with people as well. So filter, the filters that Filter of Hope has, you can kind of see them in a few of the pictures up there, but they're really simple and really inexpensive for the things that they're doing and the glory that they're bringing. Um, the filter costs only $40, and they're gravity-fed, really simple to put together and assemble, and the water that comes out of these filters have been EPA tested, and it surpasses the drinking water standard of the United States. So it's pretty awesome that you know we're cleaning the water, and it's not just kind of clean, it's extremely clean for them. <clears throat> so I'm going to talk a little bit more about Filter of Hope and what we, what we did in Haiti this past March. Um, so the filter is easy to assemble, and so this is our group from Haiti. Last March, I was able to travel with them to Haiti with App Crew and App State Crew and Filter of Hope. And while we were there, the filters, we taught them how to assemble the filters, how to clean them, deassemble them, and to reattach them to a different bucket if such a need arises, if theirs were to break, or if they were to move it to a different bucket. So if it's okay with you guys, I'm gonna go through and show, share a little bit about our time in Haiti. So we left Charlotte on Saturday and then arrived later that evening in Port-au-Prince. And we left Boone and Charlotte, and it was around 30 degrees. And we, when we arrived in Haiti, it was 90. So it was a huge difference. Um, this, we walked out of the airport and met our transportation for the week, which was these lovely cattle cars with wooden benches in the back. So it was fun to travel on them. We left Port-au-Prince and traveled about two hours to a city called Montlouis. <clears throat> you can go to the next. Um, so we stayed in Montlouis in our compound, and for two days we stayed in Montlouis ministering to the villages there, and then for the next two days we traveled two hours past Montlouis into another village. But this, um, here we were partnering with Pastor Daniel, and in Pastor, this was Pastor Daniel's church. He had his church in the local nightclub, so it was the nightclub throughout the night, and then it was church on Sundays. And so it was really just amazing to see that what was their church building was just a concrete slab with a, shack, a shake roof on top, and that was it. So they were still worshiping God and bringing the message, and they wanted to know more about him with what little they had, which was amazing to see. This was Sunday. We had just went out to share a few of our filters, and the filter demonstration that we used was really great to provide an illustration of our lives and Jesus and what he does 
in comparison to what the dirty water is and how it flows through the filter. And so we would share with them that our lives is like the dirty water in the bucket. Before it gets cleaned, it is dirty, and it doesn't do anything for our bodies but hurt us. And that's how sin is in our lives. We can't do anything, or we sin all the time, and we can't clean the sin out of ourselves. But through Jesus, which is the filter, our lives are changed once he comes into our life. And once he has saved us, we have a greater purpose, and we are clean, and we can live for him. And that's what the filter does with this water. This is... Um, some of the infrastructure that we saw while we were in Haiti, a lot of it did not look like this. A lot of things had been demolished whenever the hurricane, not hurricane, earthquake had come through a few years before. And so a lot of people had made modifications to structures like this, and they had put some sort of a covering over the tar top, including tarps or leaves or branches and things like that for a solid structure, but other people had just put sticks or poles or fence posts in the ground and then wrapped it with tree branches and leaves and other things like that just to make a home for themselves. This is a mother and child that we met while we were there. She was so excited to have a clean water filter for her and her family. She had expressed to us that she was worried about her baby growing up in the environment there. And in Haiti, there's an 80% or 80% of the deaths are caused by access to unclean water. And so the people there are, it's an extreme need in that their water is not clean and a bunch of children die before they get to adulthood because they don't have the access to the clean water. And so we expressed to her that the filter is cleaning the water. It cleans out all the microorganisms, bacteria, and all the nastiness out of the water so that her baby can grow up and live a healthy life. And Filter of Hope also um, provided us Bibles that were in French Creole. And so the second picture on that last slide was of our team members sharing the gospel with some of the girls that we met in Monwe. This is another family that received a filter. She was super excited. We asked her if those were all of her children, and she said, no, those are not my kids, but they'll be happy to have the clean water too. As we were traveling around and we would give a filter to a family, we would ask them if there were anything that if there was anything that we could do for them as far as chores or going out into the community. And a lot of times they would look at us like, you are American, you, you can't help me. Um, but this mom let us help her wash her dishes. So that was a neat experience. This is the school in Monwe. And one day we were leaving Monwe on the way back, or leaving the village on the way back to our compound to have lunch. And the kids had just gotten out from recess, or for recess, and they were so excited to see us. They would all run up and they, didn't know who you were and they didn't care. They didn't even speak the same language. But as soon as you took your phone out, all they could say was, telefono, telefono. So they knew exactly what that was. Say hello. Wait. Daddy, baby, baby, baby. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great things about that I really learned to love and just expected to see every time that we did a filter demonstration was how many people would crowd around us. We would go to a house and knock on a door and ask if we could do the filter demonstration and they would let us. And we would start out with two or three people and by the time that we had done the filter demonstration and had transitioned into the gospel presentation, there was probably 15 to 20 people around us at a time. So it was just awesome to know that these people didn't know what you were, but they had something that you were interested in, which was the bucket and the filter. And so they would come up to you and just want to hear what you had to say, and then they would leave that day having heard the message of Jesus, which was really awesome. 
this is, the second picture is of uh, two sisters, I guess, that were following us around in Monwi. So the next two days, we traveled to a village that was um, for Pastor Bo's church. It was two hours past Monwi, and their condition there was very, a lot more impoverished than it was um, in Monwi. And it was amazing to see, it was literally the left and the right side of the road. On one side, you would see these lush green fields of rice, and they were just ready to be, um, you know, sold for crops and harvested in that manner. And then the other side was their clean water. And this was what, the second picture is what the government had done. And they had come through and dug these trenches for the water to flow through and for them to flood the rice fields and have an access to water. And this was it. So it was really devastating to see that um, as we got into the village, the people were drinking this water, they were bathing in this water, they were cleaning. It was just astonishing. But we arrived at Pastor Bo's church, and they greeted us with open arms. The kids were so excited to see us, and they were just, um, they were just happy all over. The laughter and the smiles, just irreplaceable. But we spent the day, or we would come there for Pastor Bo's church for lunch, and this was one of the little guys that we met, and this was their village of where they were living. So it had not been hit as hard by um, the earthquake. But as, you can get the next one, whenever we traveled to this village, we would eat at Pastor Bo's church, and then we would walk about a mile to the village, and we walked through this lovely body of water, and it was quite refreshing um, after being in Haiti for a week. It ended up being 95, closer to the end of while we were there in March. This mom let us help her wash her clothes. It was a neat experience. These are a few more um, gospel presentations and filter presentations. And one of the things that made families really hesitant about us helping them is that the filters that we brought to them were 100% free. They didn't cost any, the families did not have to pay anything for these filters. But whenever we would ask them, we would go to them and ask them if they wanted a filter and they would say yes. And then we would tell them that they had to provide us a like five gallon bucket. And for us, that's nothing. We can go to our backyard, our basement, get a five-gallon bucket, no problem. But for them, this is a week's wages, if not more. And so a lot of times, they would be very reluctant to give us a bucket. And then once they finally did give us a bucket, we would ask them if they could put a hole in it. And they would look at you like, you want to put a hole in my bucket? And so we would explain to them why we would put the hole in it. And they were much more, um, much more happy to let us use the bucket. But these are some kids that would greet us after lunch and walk around with us. And it was just great to see that these people, these kids really didn't care who you were or what you were doing, but they were going to follow you around. And once that they knew the water and that you were there for the water filters, they would start dragging us to their house so that we could share the water with them and their family as well. This is one of our translators. Um, his name is Deezy in the middle. He uh, followed us around all week and helped translate, and he had hopes to take, he was in some sort of schooling, so he was about to take a test to try to come to America. So it was pretty neat. A little bit of scenery from Haiti. The top left picture is of um, our drive from Monway to the second village. The top right is of the compound where we were staying, and then the bottom is just a little bit um, of a mountain scene that we had drove to the top to one day while we were just doing some teen bonding before we left. This is our team. We took about 40 people with us, and including six staff members from crew. And it was awesome just to get to know these people better. Like, we came to college not knowing anybody, 
and just made friends through crew and we're just able to bond in that we never had this experience and we just all wanted to go and share God's love with others and just really further his kingdom. So I'm super excited to have the opportunity to go to Cuba in March. I'll be going with Filter of Hope and I'm just so glad to have an opportunity to serve God again and just to further his kingdom in that way. So I ask that you guys would pray for us as we prepare for our trip and that we would have the courage and the faith to go out and share and um, just do God's work and that he would work and move and change lives there. So that's really the end of my presentation. Um, short and sweet. Um, while we were in Haiti, we were able to install 175 filters. We gave 350 gospel presentations and 19 people prayed to receive Christ. So it was amazing to see God working. And whenever, before we left, we were all unsure how this was going to go because we had never been with Filter of Hope before. And so a lot of us had never been out of the country or even on an airplane. So the fact that we didn't even speak the same language was a huge barrier for us. But God broke through all of those barriers, and we were able to share the gospel and just see, just see his work done in that way. And it was just great to be able to be a part of that. I'm going to ask her to stay up here for just a second because I just don't believe that uh, the people of God gather together and hear what somebody's doing in the world and then not be challenged to respond in some way. Uh, number one, this young lady is taking her time to go and fulfill the Great Commission, to take the gospel to all nations. Why? Because... God loves all nations and wants to see people saved. But I want to tell you something else. God wants to see somebody saved right here this morning. And she's come and talked to us about that. But I want you to know just a few things this morning before we leave. Number one, God loves you. That's why he brought you here today. Let you hear this beautiful young lady share what's going on in her life. But also God wants you to know that you're a sinner. She told us about that, like the water. And there's nothing that we can do to help ourselves. But God did something. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 5, verse number 8, that he demonstrated his love for us in that while we were still sinners. I like that analogy. He poured us through the filter of Jesus. And we can come out clean on the other side. Why? Because he died in our place. Took God's wrath upon him so that it would not be poured out on us and he wants you to know this morning just as Romans 10 9 and 10 says that if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you can leave here today born again saved clean pure made so by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ so if you're here this morning you've never been born again I want you to come we got a lot of Christians in here today though I want to read you a passage of scripture from Acts chapter number 13. The Bible says, Now, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Maine, which was, uh, had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. 
You see, the Great Commission is for everyone, but not everyone is to go. Some are to be senders. Well, we know the world we live in today, it costs money to take the gospel. Well, some go, some sin. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do this morning, church. We've got ushers that are going to be at the back of the church. Um, when we dismiss this morning, there'll be some at every door. I'm going to ask you right now to begin to pray what God would have you do so, to support uh, Lauren as she goes to Cuba here in just a few weeks to take the gospel. And you know what? There may be 19 next time. There may be 100. But if you give, then when you get to heaven, God's going to say thank you for giving to the Lord. And you might meet that uh, a Cuban up there that Lauren presented the gospel to and they're going to know and they'll look at you and say because you gave this young lady was able to come and present the gospel and that's why I'm in heaven today let's pray and then we'll be dismissed and you go speak uh, to Miss Lauren as you go Father we love you we thank you for this time you've given us together Father we thank you uh, God that we can truly be a part of the great commission the greatest thing going on in all the world is those uh, that love you, take the gospel to the ends of the earth so that men, women, boys, and girls could be born into the family of God and help us today, Father, that we'd never lose sight of that, never lose focus of what you've called us to do. And Lord, help us to do it out of gratitude for what you've already done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.